Welcome to The Clip Show. I'm Tiffany and I started a hair clip business out of my basement in Seattle in 2019 and it went from a one-woman show to now a team of 14. I'm here chatting with my ops director. Hey, I'm Christine. And this is where we chat about growing our small business, responsible manufacturing, and all the nuances in between. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are talking about master plans master plans that sounds kind of master intimidating (laughs) we got master plans on the brain yes that's what we've been doing how are you christine (laughs) i am i i don't know what it is but i feel like by thursday every week i'm just like i'm on another level always like i feel like i start out the week in this like trajectory where i'm like okay like we're cool we're chill and then I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like because I tend to work from home on Wednesdays, and then like I get real, like I get real Christine, right? Like, like I spent a long ass time on some spreadsheets yesterday, and that oh. thing gets me on like another level. Of it height. does. Yeah, like when we were at production yesterday, I think Jill and Shannon were like, "Fucking come on," because like I was like, "All right, so the third spreadsheet I wanted to show you," and they were like, "Okay." Um, And so then by Thursday, I'm just like on a like a hype level where I'm like, yeah. Are you on a spreadsheet high? I think I I think that that might actually be like an actual condition that I have. (laughs) It's just like the 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 power that I have to manipulate to manipulate data. (laughs) How are you? How are you, Tiffany? I'm I'm okay. I'm getting a little tired. We had mm. a late night dinner last night. Yes. And then um, tonight I have my kids like winter concert. Ooh, what are they doing? They're just singing songs. They're just singing some songs about festivities. Singing songs. And then I fly out to Chicago at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Oh my god. Yeah. So I think like, I think I'm just like my body always prepares for before shows like the couple days leading up to a show i'm like real i'm real mellow because i think i'm like conserving my energy yes. or something for real though like you have been like since mid-november just like non-stop show machine yeah and, like legitimately i i bless and respect you because <laughs> <laughs> I did like one day at UCU and I was like, my feeder is so tired. <laughs> I know, man. I know. It's a grind and like ugh, Chicago. Chicago. It's far. Are you flying into O'Hare? Yes. Oof. Good luck to you, BB. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I get a little anxiety just because like San Francisco, I can do with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. Like, you do that one like I minimum stay. twice a year. Yeah, like I just know it like the back of my hand. But Chicago I haven't done in a while and I'm like, ugh, like what is the, where am I going, you know? And then you literally get back on Monday and we do warehouse shopping on oh, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you really like put yourself in this situation. What did you say? Last night Tiffany was like, I think I just have to put myself in a situation where I fucking hate it and then I never do it. That's me. That is me. And I don't even do it like consciously. I just like go hard on things. Yes. Until I'm like super sick of it and I can't do it anymore. And that's like how I learn my lesson every fucking time. That is real big Aries energy. Is it? (laughs) Yes. God damn it. Like I didn't really think about it, but I just did it and now I hate it. And now I want someone else to do it. And now I never want to do it problem. again. 
Yeah. That's me. I love that. So, yeah, I'm just like, also, I think I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Yeah? <laughs> just with all the, like, next year planning stuff. Yeah. I mean, when you try to map out an entire year in advance, it's always sort of overwhelming. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. I'm I'm really excited about it, but it's almost like I can't think about anything else. Yeah. And, like, because you're visionary. Oh. you're out here like I literally can't think of anything else other than next year and so then when I'm forced to think about anything else other than next year I'm like irritated (laughs) you're like what right now no I'm dissociated from 2022 2022 doesn't exist anymore anyway okay so we did our brutal truths podcast last week yes and it went down pretty well yeah, you guys were really nice. Yes. I'm very appreciative. Yes. Because Tiffany Tiffany does like Tiffany can take it. She like she doesn't care. Mm, yeah, bring on the trolls. But like I love a troll. I am a tiny little baby and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be mean to me. I'll cry. <laughs> I'm like, if we're not getting trolls, we're doing something fucking wrong. I know, I know. <laughs> Tiffany's like, no, it's good. I'm like, okay. Okay, user seven two six nine three four. Oh my god! Zero eight two three. <laughs> exactly. So um, thank you for being nice and uh, yeah. Supportive. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Karina. We were gonna read your post, but then we read them and we're like, we don't want to toot our own horn. Yeah, we don't like. We're not because <laughs> it was the comments were so nice. <laughs> yeah, like we're not, we didn't like win a Nobel Prize, so like thank you guys for being nice to us. <laughs> But I am glad that you guys are, are, you know, finding the conversations valuable um, and just like, you know, accepting us for our imperfect selves. Yeah. And just learning, learning and growing. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I always really appreciate is like when people ask questions that like they really want to know, because ultimately, like we're all wearing so many hats doing so many different things Mm -hmm. that sometimes we don't even think about every angle until sometimes a question comes up. Mm. So I really appreciate that feedback too. For sure. So a master plan, Tiffany. What what is a master plan? It's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big plan. It's a big plan. It's a plan for each team member's like yearly goal. So each one of our team members works on their individual master plan. Okay. And we usually we usually do these in conjunction with the all hands meeting. Yeah. Um, like from the all hands meeting, that's kind of our time to each individual person, like after the all hands meeting, you can kind of take the big vision and apply it to their their own like path of success so i guess like my question is what made you want to start using a master plan like did you use it when it was just you no (laughs) (laughs) of course not no (laughs) um i think like once i started working with a team or hiring people and having to be like strategic you know money is coming in we got to figure out what to do it's not just you it's not just me yeah. Right. And, you know, having a plan is really satisfying. It really is. And I, I like, I really appreciate the approach of a master plan since I've been here, just because I feel like 
what's so nice about it is it's that connection to a bigger vision right? yes because i like i'm sure for anybody who's worked in like a corporate or like bureaucratic environment mm-hmm. like all you have is like an annual review right yeah. you have this annual review with your boss and they're like here's how you did on these things mm-hmm. what are your smart goals for the coming year you can have three. What <laughs> like, mean, what do you mean, smart goals? Oh, okay. So it's an acronym. Okay. S M A R T. Oh, let's hear it. Something they're measurable and actionable and cool. all that whatever <laughs> bullshit that is. I don't remember. <laughs> I've I've dissociated from smart goals, mm-hmm. but you know they're they're like okay, what are these like measurable goals? And you have like three boxes to like write out what they are Mm -hmm. and then like one of them has to be like using some sort of specific plan that they have with like you know what I mean yeah and it doesn't it's hard because it doesn't feel like you have any sort of like connection to the big picture like maybe you get like a talk from the CEO to the whole company or like the chair of your department whatever it is and that's like in 2023 we're gonna reach new heights and you're like fucking great (laughs) i guess i'm gonna take four thousand calls from angry customers or like whatever it is you know and i felt like as a manager in that environment i was just always like spending so much of my time just trying to like connect people to even just like a morsel of like what the big picture was or what the mission was of what we were doing yeah and like when people feel so disconnected, yeah. it's really demoralizing. Yeah, totally. Like, you're just kind of like, I'm a shitty cog and a shitty machine and, like, nothing I do matters. And that's, like, inherently, like, demotivating and, yeah. like, sad. right, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love a master plan and I I want all of our team members to do it because you know me I'm always like why are we doing anything that's true every <laughs> why are we doing this if we're like talking about like okay so we'll post this on Tuesday and Wednesday and Tiffany's like what is the meaning of this message that we're sending <laughs> what what are we really selling <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you know we just got done with our meeting with our wholesale manager Jill about her master plan and I feel like that's always like what I'm trying to drive home is like, yeah, what is the big picture goal in like all our quarterly themes? Like, why is this theme serving our bigger goal? Yes, exactly. And I think what I love about it is that like it can serve two purposes of being able to give you those themes of like stuff that's like more intangible that you want to grow in and like be able to provide that value to your mm-hmm. workplace like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being able to confidently present things or yeah like being able to be more proactive in the planning that you're doing around stuff like those are harder things to benchmark than like did you meet this like sales goal or did you submit this many designs or did you right like finish this many projects mm-hmm. And I think having a master plan helps you sort of marry those two pieces together so that you can see what the value is of the intangible goals and helping you meet the tangible ones. Yeah. But also like helping you figure out a real way to like track your progress on those intangible goals. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also a good idea to have a mix of tangible and intangible goals. Yes. Which I realize because I love an intangible goal. (laughs) I feel like I probably just had intangible goals last year and, like, didn't have enough, like, tangible ones. Mm. You know? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not a numbers person to begin with. And yes. then I'm also, I think I had a lot of resistance around setting like financial goals because I, you know, like yes. financial, financial goals, I feel like can be a little bit um, hollow sometimes. Yes. If you all, if you don't also have that like um, impact goal or that. Like that, what is the meaning of being at this level? What does it yeah. allow you to do, right? Like yeah. if, it, if the financial goal exists alone mm-hmm. and there's no purpose for mm-hmm. being at that level, yeah. it does feel really hollow. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was one mistake I made last year is, you know, I know we wanted to do a lot, but then I don't think I fully, like, mapped out the road that we needed to follow. I didn't set, like, an end goal, and then I also overestimated the resources that we had to do all those things. So our approach this year, or my approach this year, was really to reverse engineer everything and to start with where do we want to be in 2023 with revenue and impact goals and Mm -hmm. then really reverse engineer the shit out of it. Yes. And I think what's been super great is that like we started with that all hands meeting to be like, okay, what are our biggest goals? What are our biggest dreams? Mm -hmm. And then we were really honest about where we are to be able to get the sense of like what comes in between there, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to reverse engineer. Yeah. And now, because I think that vision, that big picture vision is so clear mm-hmm. to our team, mm-hmm. what I get to spend most of my time on with them as like we're working through their master plans isn't like trying to connect the dots for them, but more helping them strategize how to like successfully meet goals and also to be ready to be flexible. Because I think that's something that can be a hang up for a lot of people is like, you make a plan, so you have to stick to the plan because you made the plan and you put all this work into the plan. And so the plan has to succeed or otherwise, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, But what I always, like, have realized when I'm making plans is that they just make you more prepared to improvise. Mm. Just by thinking through what, like, the potential options of what could happen. Totally. Are, like, you have already made your life easier if this specific plan doesn't work out because you've given yourself the frame of reference to think ahead and be like, okay, there's these potential things that could happen so that when something else happens, you're like, okay, I can improvise. I know how to deal with this. Yeah. And it just... It, it makes you more nimble and it makes you a more proactive and strategic thinker. Mm, I love it. We love that for everyone. So how could we help you make your own master plan? Mm. I think, like we said, starting with kind of your end goal, your big goal. Yes. Um, and I think it is, I think it's, I think it's smart to have like a revenue goal and some kind of intangible goals as well because even a revenue goal, you have to have a reason for growth. I think that's what I like am not a fan of is just like growing for the sake of growing. Yes. Um, but we have some really, really important impact goals um, that are based around relationships, strengthening yes. our relationships. Right. And that to me is really meaningful. And it, I think like we, we want to be able to scale our impact in that way and like build more relationships and be able to also share like share that with everyone else. Right, because I think the important thing is that like that level of success or market share gives you the platform to be able to do something meaningful yeah. with it. Yeah. And a lot of times like 
if you don't have that, sure, you can still like reach your very like specific audience, but like you don't get the attention that like you need in order to make a real difference yeah. in an industry. Yeah. And I do think it's important because I think I've actually learned a lot about this from you, Tiffany, is that to like actually give yourself space for dreaming and goals and like before you do this. Because I think that my very like <laughs> earth chart self is like, okay, we have this one goal, great. Like let's, <laughs> like I don't want, I'm like a person that inherently does not love to like gaze too far into the future. Mm, Stresses yeah. me out. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. Out there is death. So I'm not really sure I want to go that far. <laughs> but like, I, I definitely have never given myself enough time to like dream big mm. until the last couple of years. And even if not all of those goals make it into your master plan for this year, mm-hmm. even just having like like putting out into the world, whether that's like speaking it or writing it or talking to your team about it, putting it out there makes it less scary. It makes it less uh, it makes it feel less daunting because you're like, okay, I've put this out there. Is it possible? Let's talk about it, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to give yourself that space. Like before you move right into like, okay, strategy to make this happen, give yourself space to dream. Yeah, that's that's manifesting 101. Manifest. Right? Like you have to dream it. Why has that never been a festival name? Huh? Manifest. Manifest? Like the like like instead of like Coachella, like there should be like a manifest. <gasps> Just what if it was for, it. what if it was specifically for nail artists? Manifest. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Crickets. Everyone, everyone's like, cool, Christine. <laughs> I always think I'm brilliant. <laughs> Cheers to me. Anyone can use that idea. <laughs> Feel free. I haven't TM'd it yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I think first, you know, do do a big picture audit of like what is your dream and why do you want it? Yeah, That's, why? Yes. Oh, and you have to fully commit and believe that shit. Like, yeah. I think we I think, you know, especially women, we we like feel like we don't deserve it or something. Right, like and that's where I feel like that fear of like putting it out into the world comes is like well, I haven't failed at it, and I also haven't, like, you know, like, greedily wanted this if I keep it inside, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was, like, a real tangent, but big picture. So have the big picture, right? <laughs> number one, big picture. Number one. And then number two step, mm. I really like to break down that annual big picture with four quarterly themes. Yes. And I like to do this because I think like a quarter is a good chunk of time um, to really like accomplish something a little bit more nebulous or like a larger project. Mm. Because between a year and like a month, that's like a very different, you know, there's a big gap in the unit of time. That yeah. That is. And a month is not a lot of time for you to like successfully like make a dent right. in a big project. Right, right, right. So I think like a quarterly a quarterly theme can either be like a more uh, nebulous qualitative thing or it can be a big project. Yeah. But I highly 
suggest that you still connect your quarterly themes to your annual goal. And I think at that point too, like what a really helpful thing for you to do is, is when you're looking at those themes and the succession of them, what will help you continually be more successful throughout the year in meeting that big goal? Mm. So like, for example, when we just met with Jill, Mm -hmm. right? Like we have these big goals of working with like bigger partners and those sorts of things but to be able to for her to be ready to do that later Mm -hmm. on in the year she has to have like a foundation and structure and spaces for her to like not be wasting time doing things that like we could automate for her right so we were talking about like okay how can we automate things that you're doing manually right now that take up too much time and then how can we make sure that you have like all of the like clear goals and strategies that will make you be successful when you go after this yeah and so when i when you look at your themes i think it's important to say like if i tackle this first it will make everything else throughout the year so much easier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's super important for sure set the foundation q1 Mm-hmm. And, and then reverse engineer the shit out of it. Yeah, and then you continue um, planning out or breaking down your quarterly goals or themes into monthly actionable plans. And I would also say that at that point, it's helpful to like identify what things are a heavy lift and what things will be like an easy lift. Mm. Or as everyone in the corporate world likes to say, low-hanging fruit. Mm. Um, But like, what are those things that can make your life easier or that you can definitely do as like easy wins? And then what are the things that are gonna take up more of your energy? Right, right, yeah. And I think you should continue, like even when you have your monthly projects or monthly action plans, like continue to reverse engineer those because like, there's a difference between just like writing a project down mm-hmm. and then actually doing it because like to actually do it, you need to think through all the resources you need, mm-hmm. the time, the amount of time you need. And I think like we tend to always in general overestimate. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know? Queen overestimate, CEO of <laughs> overestimating myself. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Me being like, I can absolutely do that. And you're like, don't you have like 70 hours of work that you have to do this week. And I'm like, I want to just throw it on. It's fine. (laughs) Which is why I think like we all tend to do this, but we all tend to like front load our work. And so like Q1 is just packed with all this shit. And like Q4 is like, and by then I'll be chilling. Yeah. 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 No. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things that you can do to help with some of those intangible goals because I think it's easy for you to be like, okay, success for this project will look like mm-hmm. I'll have created this many widgets in January, this many widgets in February, mm-hmm. and by March I'll be able to move forward with like shipping them or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But for those intangible goals, what I found in like talking with our team is just like giving yourself like maybe like three or four like reflection questions mm-hmm. or thought like items for you to have at the end of every month that's like, let's say your goal is to like confidently present ideas to a group of people. And so like every month you have reflection questions to be like, okay, I gave myself this many opportunities to present. I Mm -hmm. used these strategies to like bolster my confidence. I like 
successfully did this or like this one didn't work out too well and why right. didn't it? Right, right. Because for those intangible goals, you still need a way to like measure yeah. success for those things. Which is really hard to do. And so like that mm-hmm. way of like meaningfully checking in with yourself mm-hmm. is a way to hold yourself accountable, but it's also obviously super helpful to have an accountability partner. For sure. And that. Yeah. That's good shit. I also liked last year I used uh, what's called an impact filter a few times. Mm -hmm. So if you have a project and this was really helpful when I was like assigning people projects and getting them to think about the project in its final state or what needs to be done. You can Google. Let me Google it for you. The impact filter. Let me Google that for you. (laughs) Okay, so the impact filter. There's like a worksheet that you can fill out, but it's basically uh, a, a little exercise you can do for each project of what's the purpose, what do you need to accomplish, and then importance, what's the biggest difference this project will make, ideal outcome, what does the completed project look like, and then there's like success criteria, and then you know the best result, like so if you take action, what is the best result, mm. and then if you don't take action, what is the worst result? So I think it's nice because it helps you think through it. Yes, I think it's nice, especially if you have kind of younger employees who haven't necessarily project managed before, um, to kind of train them how to think about projects. Yeah. yeah, and like how to map out each step without having to like have completed a step before you can think about the next one. Mm-hmm. On the like maybe less important side but something that I find valuable and has actually been super valuable with like every team member I've talked to uh color code your goals (laughs) um and like whether that's like by um type right so for example like when we were talking about our production goals yesterday we were talking about color coding like updates that we have to our core products versus like new collections so that we can visualize throughout the year what that looks like of like when we're updating our baseline and like when we're needing to push those new things yeah um or for yourself personally like color coding maybe your quarters so that you can be like okay this is where i am right now i know i'm going to this but like you just need that visual differentiation for yourself mm. to know, like, I think that helps stop that, like, overwhelming yeah. feel that you get when you just, like, look at a Word document that's got, like, 45 bullet points on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. any way that you can segment and categorize for yourself is super valuable. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's also another really good point that when you're building these master plans, you also have to give each team member flexibility to like make it their own because yes. everyone takes in information in a different way. Yes. So I definitely make sure to give people room to do it the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know like I definitely have to see things a different way. Like I look at your Monday timelines and I go cross-eyed. Yeah, so like color coding in theory should work for me, but it depends. It depends on the project. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like everyone has a different way of like, you know, understanding information. Yeah, so try different things. Another thing that I always like recommend for for those of you out there who are also a Christine that uh, tends to like 
want to be proactive, wants to like mm -hmm. push those things, but inherently has to be the reactive person that helps put out fires. Uh -huh. Something that I recommend is using like what they call the Eisenhower grid or the Eisenhower methodology, where you have like four quadrants. And so what I do is I put like my master plan items in quadrant two. So the way it works is quadrant one is urgent, important. So like oh, yeah. you have to do it now. That's a good one. And then urgent or important, but not urgent. Right. And then urgent, but not important. And then not urgent, not important. Okay. And so for you, if you're a leader, urgent, but not important, maybe at your level is what you should delegate. And right. then, like, actually delegate right. it. Don't right. hoard it like a weird little, like, person who nests with a bunch of tasks and, like, is like, look how valuable I am from responsibility. Uh, <laughs> you know, delegate those things. And the things that are important but not urgent, like, get, like schedule time for yourself to do those. Yeah. Like, pr productivity block on your calendar, whatever mm -hmm. works for you. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the true urgent important, because your entire task list cannot be urgent important, can be like, okay, I really need to do these three things, and then I've scheduled myself time to do this, because yeah. the things that will give you the most satisfaction come from that second quadrant yeah you know yeah, yeah of being able to get to those things that you know are important that will like really move the needle for yeah. you but they're not like top priority right now mm. so. yeah man i need to do that actually <laughs> i need to do that i think that's a really good tool when you're feeling overwhelmed because yes. You're, th you're realizing like what you need to do and what you don't have to do and you know like aka what you can delegate and then also what you need to do now and what you need to do later so it's because overwhelm it's always like two factors it's like do you have to do this mm. and do you have enough time to do this yes so a lot of the times when we're feeling overwhelmed we either have to take shit off our plate mm -hmm. and or give our, give ourselves more time to do it exactly so yeah that's my recommendation okay you know go out there plan plan your shit out and sometimes the plan will work and sometimes it won't but you'll be better for planning yeah you can try all the shit and then if it doesn't work just scrap scrap all of it scrap all of it <laughs> do it however you want <laughs> take a bath cry about it come back try again <laughs> yeah i mean I, this has been like you know i've iterated a lot of ways to kind of structure the this kind of planning like every every year i kind of do it a different way and then you figure out what works and what doesn't or you try something different and I think that's so, like, iteration is so important. I think mm -hmm. I told you this, and I also told a couple of our team members this when we were doing our plans this week, was one of the most valuable pieces of advice I ever got was with my one of my first jobs where my boss looked at me and he was like, you were that kid that, like, wrote the paper the night before it was due and you never did, like, another draft of it, but you still got, like, an A on it. And I was like, yeah, I was. And he was like, okay, well, so you need to learn how to iterate. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, because your first try is never going to be right. It's never going to be good enough. Mm. And I was like, well, that's hurtful, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And so that's been, like, the most helpful advice for me, though, because 
anytime you approach something and you write it down or you do whatever it is and you're like, now it's done, mm -hmm. you're not allowing yourself to grow and you're not allowing yourself to be better. Yeah, I mean, especially in a small business too, when you, the variables are changing so often, the circumstances are changing, the size of your team is changing. Everything. So the way that you structure your like goals and your path to get there is always gonna be changing. Yes. So Amen. the at the end of the day, like, what do you care about? Yes. Where do you want to go? And then you, this is, the master plan is just a way to create a roadmap to get there. That's yes. it. That's exactly. it. Yeah. So give yourself the tools to succeed and then succeed. Yeah. And if you guys already do master plans, let us know what you guys do. Yeah. I'm curious. I always want to hear other people's ideas. All right. Tiffany, what should the people do if they liked this episode? Oh, I forget. <laughs> what is it? It's, uh, oh yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> um, did you guys know that you can rate and review every episode? It really helps us out. You can find us on IG and TikTok at chunks.shop and send us a little DM if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about or if you have your own master plan methodology that you'd like to share. Okay, but you know what? Mm. <laughs> I was trying to like ray are myself the mm. other day because i listened to our brutally true brutally honest truth and you were like this is really I good was like, this is so good <laughs> it's entertaining and informative we love uh, it. let me rate five stars Hell and yes. it took me like a hot second to find it like yeah that's true we should do a screen record of how to get to it all right so tutorial coming coming your way <laughs> oh man yeah Yes. Maybe maybe we'll tell you at the next podcast. <laughs> we'll tell you at the next podcast. Uh, and you may have seen that we've got we've got Q and A's and polls on our podcast now on Spotify. So check oh, those out. Yeah. Thanks, Tasha, to figuring it out. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Bye. Bye.